0: Thank you, Paul, and hello, everybody. This strange way of doing church. I'm imagining your faces out there, so uh, I can see like, s- smiles out there and and so on. It's a uh, it's, it's it's a it's a strange time, and but we, it's great to be able to do this together to uh, to continue our our life together as church family. We're starting a new series this morning uh, from the Book of Ecclesiastes. Now we've never done a series on Ecclesiastes before, uh, in a moment you'll, you'll discover why, um, but we're calling this series Making Sense of Life in a Messed-Up World and uh, I'm going to read now from uh, Book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 1. So here we go. The words of the teacher, son of David, king of Jerusalem, possibly Solomon, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, or maybe you're, you're used to that translation, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labours at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and it turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning to its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full to the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again, and what has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It was already here long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations. Even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. That really cheered you up, didn't it? what is that doing in the bible is it? Yes, it yes it is in in the bible um such a pessimistic view of life what why is it there what's going on well the the the, the writer the author um in, in my translation is called the teacher the teacher he's 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 wanting to make us stop and ask questions this is part of what we call the wisdom literature in the bible and the teacher as i say some translations say preacher i think teachers better because preachers are meant to have answers not just um, leave you asking questions so the teacher is wanting to make you stop and think life is short and it's very easy for us just to uh, busy ourselves and and rush through life and uh, and really never stop to ask the big questions and and so that the teacher he's, he's wanting to really push us ask us questions make us Really ponder the deeper things. In fact, that um, that, that, those, that, that word "vanity, vanity" or "meaningless, meaningless" uh, in the Hebrew, the, the word is, is, is "hevel" or "hebel," and um, it, it, it's a difficult word to translate. It it means it literally it means a vapor, It's just a, a puff of smoke. Here one moment and gone. Interestingly, it also, it's the same word as, as the name Abel. And of course, you'll know that Abel was the first man in the Bible to die. Prematurely, the hands of his brother Cain. Transient, puff of smoke. And so the teacher, he, he, he's wanting to, to really alert you. Your life is short. Please stop and think because he knows that it's, it's all too easy just to busy ourselves, having fun one day after another, never stopping to ask the big question, what is the, the meaning of life? What is it all really about? And like any good teacher, he wants us to stop fooling around and stop and think. And it occurs to me that just now, this coronavirus situation is possibly doing the same for a lot of people today. Life interrupted. You, you can't just get on with your normal normal life. It, it maybe it's causing you to stop and think. Well, what is it all about? What what are the things that really matter? And that that's a good thing. And it's, it's it perhaps see this as an opportunity to ponder and realign some things in in your life. So right at the start, the the teacher he poses the big question in verse three. What do people gain from all their labours, at which they toil under the sun? In other words, is there any profit in life? What's the, what's the what's the point of life? Now, there's a there's a there's a, an interesting phrase in this verse that's something of a key to the whole of this book. Did you notice it? Under the sun, what do people gain from all the labours which they toil under the sun? Now that that phrase it comes up twenty nine times in in uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes, and he the the the, the teacher is is, is is deliberately making a point. What he's really saying is, if all there is, if what is what you can touch, smell, hear, that the material, if that's all there is, things under the sun. If that's all it is, if everything is reducible to molecules and electrons, then life's meaningless. Can, can you really live with with that? If everything under the sun, if that's all that reality really is. Now, some of you may have heard the name Victor Frankl. He was a, a Jew in Nazi Germany. He survived Auschwitz, and uh, he he wrote a book about his experience, and it's quite a well-known book. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And in there, he says this. The prisoners who gave up on life, who had lost all hope for the future, were inevitably the first to die. They died less from lack of food or medicine than from lack of hope. Something to live for. And actually, in the in, in the uh, pro, in the preface to to uh, the edition that I've got in nineteen ninety two, he 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 writes this. He says, um, "The book has now lived to to, to see nearly one hundred printings in English, in addition to having been published in twenty one other languages, and the English editions alone have sold more than three million copies." And then he goes on to to say this: "I do not at all see." in the bestseller status of my book, an achievement or an accomplishment on my part, but rather an expression of the misery of our time. Because if hundreds of thousands of people reach out for a book whose very title promises to deal with the question of a meaning to life, it must be a question that burns under their fingernails. See, if, if everything really is just chance, random interaction of, of matter under the sun, then nothing counts for anything. And life really is meaningless, meaningless. We're like footprints in the sand. The tide comes in, and before long, it's gone. So it, 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 your, um, your, your life, your loved ones, your career, things that you t- value, things that you treasure, ultimately become, become nothing. And because um, the, 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 the tragedy is lots of people go through life with, 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 with this, this, this view of life. With, it, 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 a lot of your friends and neighbours will have this outlook on life. So if it's all just material, he's saying, them, prodding the materialist, if it's all just a question of what's around us, what you can see, touch and smell, there's no lasting meaning. And then he moves on to the um, uh, the, the hedonist, the joy seeker, pleasure seeker, the one who says, well, I've got one life, so uh, I might as well enjoy it to the full. Let's just have fun. Let's just enjoy it to the full while it lasts. And, and that's that's a very reasonable response, and it, it doesn't have to be crass. You can you can enjoy the, the beauty. You can enjoy music and art and travel and, and all those things. You can you can meander through life enjoying all those things. But the, the, the writer to Clee says he won't let us off the hook. He 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 he, he goes. He, he makes the point in um, in verse eight. He says. All things are wearisome. And he's just talked about, I I stressed it when I read it, the sun rises and it goes back to where it started. The wind blows this way and then it goes back that way. And streams flow into the sea and then back to the start. And and he says eventually, even all the pleasures that we have don't really satisfy us. They don't really give us the fulfillment that that we're looking for. And we've all read stories in, in, in in the media, People who seem to have everything, all that money can buy, and yet they end up sometimes taking their lives tragically. It's, our senses get fed, but never filled, wearisome. More than one can say, the eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear, it's full of hearing. And sooner or later i guess sooner or later even if we're having fun and enjoying ourselves something happens that that jolts us and brings us up with a start if 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 it hasn't happened to you already maybe life is just fun for you it it will maybe you'll you'll lose a loved one maybe a relationship will won't work out the way you hope there'll be disappointments along 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 the way and as the drive to Ecclesiastes say, basically, um, before very long, your life will be over and you'll be forgotten. Can you really live with that? I remember, um, I, unfortunately, I can remember back to 1966
1: um,
0: when um, John Lennon, of course, one of the famous <laughs> the Fab Four or whatever, the Beatles, he, he said this. Christianity will go, it will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue with that, I'm right and I will be proved right. We're more popular than Jesus now. Well, that was just over 50 years ago. And I, I've, I, I would imagine if, 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 uh, if you lined up a number of, um, say, 10 year olds, uh, and ask them who, who the Beatles, or, or the names of all the Beatles and so on. They, they might just know one or two names or, and songs. Hey, that's in 50 years. What about 100, 200 years? The teacher says, we're like footprints in the sand. The waves come, wash over us, and we are soon, soon gone. And, and, and so that, it should pose that question. Can you really live with that? don't you sense that there's that that there's that, that, that there's more to, to to you and to the universe around than random meaningless it's interesting in this pandemic that we we're, we're going through this, there's been some beautiful expressions of human kindness and generosity and uh, people giving of themselves obviously with with medics people Paying a high price, giving of themselves for others, sometimes at the cost of their own life. There's been this wonderful story in the news the last few days. Um, I'm sure you've all heard of Captain Tom. Um, he, he, he wants to walk, I think he wants to walk the length of his garden a 100 times before he gets to a 100, and he's raising money for the NHS. And uh, I think last night it was about 25 million that he'd raised. Um, generosity, there's some beautiful. It's, stories of generosity and kindness and, as I say, people giving of themselves sacrificially. And there's another lovely story I saw of, um, I think it was in Italy, where, um, well it would be Italy, wouldn't it, Uh, uh, their love for song and, 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 and music, a, a group of musicians suddenly sort of start appearing. What do you call that? Is it a flash mob or something? In a in a in a market, uh, first of all a, a double bass, and then and then a, and then a cello, and then a violin, and and and, and people start to gather around. And in the end, there's this this wonderful expression of music and fun and laughter, and people coming out on the on the balconies. Where does all this come from? Where does this kindness, generosity, creativity? Is it just electrochemical reactions in our brains? The Bible says we're made in the image of God. We've been created in the image of God. And um, I think it was C.S. Lewis who first said that that man is a glorious ruin, like a a, a building that somehow it's kind of decayed a bit, but when you look hard, you, you can still see some beauty and, 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 and you can see the, the architect's original intention. You can see something of value. And, and it's the same with mankind. There's, there's beautiful expressions of love and kindness and creativity that's more than electrochemical reactions, surely. Because people then speak about the, the, the human spirit. Is it, is it just the, the human spirit? What, what, what is that all about? Where does that come from? And for the Christian, it comes from the fact that we've been made by a creator, a creator God. Now, there's a, there's a song that um, I want to tell you about. Uh, if Tom was in the same room as me right now, I'd, um, we, we'd sing it, but no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that, I would live to regret it. I'm not gonna try and sing it. No matter how many of you say, oh, go on, I'm, I'm not, no. <laughs> it's a song by Andrew Peterson and uh, Chris Tomlin sings it on, uh, on his album Holy Roar. Do you feel the world is broken? And it's a lovely song. It's, it's actually a response song. There's, the, there's the, the question is posed and then there's the reply, we do. So I'll read it to you. I, also, I really almost want to burst into a song. Anyway, do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. And the next verse. Is all creation groaning? It is. Is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. And then it goes on the chorus. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? Is anyone able to, as it were, make sense of history of the story of humanity? The Lion of Judah who conquered the grave. He's David's root, the lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? He is. And then the last verse. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those he loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. It's a great song. Look it up when we finished uh, YouTube. Is He Worthy is the title of, of that um, that of, of that song, you see. For the Christian, there is something, or I should say, somebody, who can give lasting meaning to all of your life. It, the Creator God, who made the universe and you, He's the one. That actually, that the the the, the 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 preacher, the teacher in Ecclesiastes is going to point to at the end of Ecclesiastes. He said, "Remember that you're the Creator." In the days of your youth, and of course, that's just a little hint at the end of this book in the Old Testament. It comes into full relief as we come uh, through into the New Testament and in, in, in the person of Jesus. And I'm going to just read now from uh, Colossians. It, this is such a, that's the, the way the drama of Scripture works. We sometimes say that um, the the New Testament is is concealed in the Old. And the old is revealed in the new. It all comes into full fruition in in the New Testament with the coming of Jesus. And this is what it says about Jesus in Colossians chapter one: the Son, not the S-U-N, the S-O-N. The Son is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation, for in Him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones powers rulers authorities all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and listen to this and in him all things hold together all things hold together that that just sums it all up it all makes sense it, um it, Douglas Moo, a a Bible commentator, he writes this. What holds the universe together is not laws of nature or a theory, but a person, the resurrected Christ. Without him, electrons would not continue to circle nuclei, gravity would cease to work, the planets wouldn't stay in their orbits. Paul wants them and us to understand that things make sense only when Christ is kept at the center. Jesus is the missing piece of the jigsaw and when he's in his rightful place in your life then he brings magnificent and lasting meaning to all of your life. Everything becomes shot through with wonderful meaning and significance that is lasting. Every moment of the day your your good times, your bad times, your your, 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 your joys, your tears, your challenges, even death can make sense because Jesus is alive. He's risen from the grave. He's conquered death and that ugly thing, death, has been turned around into something that can become beautiful. Everything, everything in your life takes on meaning. So if you were up last night with a crying toddler, changing nappies, and all that kind of thing, even that can have significant, wonderful meaning as you love and nurture that little one in the knowledge of the Lord. In a million years from now, you'll be dancing, singing, enjoying God's new creation with that wonderful gift, that child, that kept you up last night everything can have meaning your acts of kindness through this this period we as uh, we do all these things the bible says we should be doing them as unto the lord they take on a meaning even this time of lockdown when you're on your you're on your own it's it's shot through with meaning if you're a follower of jesus as you as you trust and don't fear as you put your hope in him it becomes meaningful and precious to the lord jesus because jesus is a life, he's conquered death. And I, I, I know my time is just about gone, but I can't resist saying this. You see, we generally think that our life now is the subs- of the substance, the real thing. And if there is a life to come, if there is a spirit, if we have got a human spirit, even as Christians, we can think, you know, the future, that's a bit more sort of like vapour, a bit sort of drifting around in a cloud. and. In fact, the, the Bible wants to tr- turn the whole thing around the other way. This life actually is something of a vapor, a transient thing. But th- the life to come, our eternal destiny, that is real substance. It's not drifting around in a in a cloud as a, a, a vapor. Jesus rose from the dead bodily. The Apostles' Creed that we that, that, that is said in church has been said in churches for. for for hundreds and hundreds of years, we believe in the the resurrection of the body. The bodies matter. We know that at this time, don't we, when we're just seeing people virtually. A hug, a touch, a a, a friendly embrace, a a handshake, bodies matter. And and the, the Bible says that one of these days, Jesus is coming again to make all things new and it'll be more substantial, and real and lasting than your life just now. So in conclusion, in a million years from now, God knows what will have happened to this planet, but he will have made all things new. Listen, the God who made you, the God who made everything under the sun, everything you can see, touch and smell, you and me in his image, he's gonna make it all beautiful, and lasting. And if you turn to Him and give your life to Him, your life can become shot through with wonderful eternal meaning. I'll leave you with a verse from Romans 15 as I close. And it says this in Romans 15, I make this a prayer for you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you and have a great week and hope to see you soon.